Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com. This is St. Louis on the Air from St. Louis Public Radio. I'm Elaine Cha. Employees of four St. Louis area Starbucks locations went on strike yesterday to protest reports that some Starbucks stores didn't allow LGBTQ pride displays this year. We have to go back to our union halls, to our shops, to our workplaces, and make sure that queer and trans lives are centered and protected in all of our contracts, in all of our negotiations, that we are not optional. We cannot be left out of this movement. Baristas with Starbucks Workers United are also pushing for the company to negotiate on a contract. This morning, St. Louis on the Air producer Emily Woodbury sat down with a local Starbucks employee to get their perspective on this story. Here's Emily speaking with Alex Barge, a Starbucks Workers United member and barista at the Lindbergh and Clayton store in Ladue. On June 16th, earlier this month, you tweeted a photo of yourself at work. You were wearing the green Starbucks apron with lots of pins attached, Starbucks Workers United pins, Pride pins, a combination of the two. And you wrote, quote, Starbucks won't let us decorate stores for Pride? Fine. I'll be my own Pride decoration. What led you to that tweet? So this year, um, Starbucks has been limiting the amount of pride decorations allowed in stores um, and in many stores across the country, we have been told that we are not allowed to decorate for pride, despite the fact that many stores have done so in previous years, um, including my own store. Like last year, we had a big pride flag hanging on the wall, and this year, there's nothing. And where did you get that directive that you weren't able to decorate for pride this month? There's nothing said to us in our store directly. Um, It just kind of hasn't come up, but other stores have heard it from store managers, district managers, and just gotten a lot of inconsistent messaging as to why that is. So has your store been decorated for Pride this year? It has not. Okay. But it wasn't because of a specific directive to, to you and your employees at your location? Yes. Okay. But you've heard of other locations getting that directive? Yes. A Starbucks spokesperson shared with us that Starbucks store leaders, quote, remain empowered to decorate their stores for Heritage Months, including Pride Month. Partners in all U.S. company-owned stores are encouraged to work with their local leaders to find ways to authentically celebrate the diversity of the communities we call home within the framework of our established operational standards, Siren's Eye appearance guidelines, and partner dress code policy. So it, it sounds like there, Starbucks is asserting there's no top-down ban on Pride decorations, that the decision whether or not to decorate a store for Pride is up to the individual store leader. Is that the way you understand it? No. Um, I have seen communications that have been publicly shared of upper management sending out directives about um, taking down pride decorations. And yeah, it's just like very inconsistent. And is this upper management on a national level or a regional level? I know when they say, you know, 
local leaders or partners, those are kind of the, the franchisee. Yeah, I believe yeah. the directives that I've seen have come from district or regional leadership. What other concerns beyond Starbucks employees being able to display pride decorations led you and your coworkers to strike yesterday? So on the track of like refusing to work with LGBTQ partners by letting us decorate for pride, there have also been reductions to um, the transgender, like gender affirming care that Starbucks offered offers. And from what I understand, it basically is going to be putting a lot more of the cost onto the employee and they just have to hope to be reimbursed for the care that Starbucks has previously just fully covered. Um, and I believe that's going into effect in August. So there has been a lot of um, concern about that in the union in general. And then on a broader scale, we are fighting to get Starbucks to come to the bargaining table with us and negotiate a first contract. And I want to dig into the contract here in a minute. But doing a little research on the the health insurance coverage, um, interesting historical context, just uh, since 2013, Starbucks health insurance plans have included coverage for gender-affirming surgery. In 2018, Starbucks expanded health insurance plan coverage to include procedures that were previously considered cosmetic. Has, has that been that kind of historical context? Is that something that you understood to be true? Yeah, that's what I've heard yeah. as well. Um, when asked, I, I asked them to comment on allegations that healthcare has changed for employees. And a Starbucks spokesperson told us that, quote, at no time has Starbucks taken away or threatened to take away benefits currently provided to any partner. All partners enrolled in a Starbucks health plan have access to industry-leading gender-affirming care benefits, regardless of organizing activity or representation status. And they added that the changes referenced by partners, um, the changes to health insurance, have been enacted by our insurance provider to comply with changes to state laws, which have impacted the manner in which gender-affirming care procedures are covered under our health plans. That's from a Starbucks spokesperson yesterday. What are plans for the strike moving forward? Do you think it's accomplished what you intended? And I believe four stores in the St. Louis area were on strike yesterday. The strikes are continuing at other locations across the country this week. Where, where does it go next? Um, well, we have seen a victory on that front. Um, it, there was an article that I believe came out yesterday that goes into some of the charges that were filed and Starbucks responding to them and allowing some of the affected stores to put up pride decorations again. In the last four days of Pride Month, they're going to let us decorate, only to probably tell us to take it down as soon as Pride Month is done. But yeah, it that is still a victory for us because they did that as a result of our strike. I'm talking with Alex Barge, a Starbucks Workers United member and barista at the Lindbergh and Clayton store in Ladue. Alex, last June, your store was the first Starbucks store in the entire St. Louis region to become a union shop. How have things been since then? Things have been difficult in the store. Um, we have dealt with a lot of understaffing 
But overall, since we've unionized the people who have stayed or who have come in since we've unionized, there has been a greater sense of unity within the store between us all because we have this shared bond and because um, we are able to connect with each other and protect each other. And, um, you know, we can come together and do something like a march on the boss or go on strike if one person is treated unfairly and if a manager breaks labor laws, we are able to fight back about that. So that has been a big boost to morale. How many times have you been on strike since then? We have been on seven strikes, including yesterday's strike. So far, I mean, you know, I know I asked you for your goals for this latest strike. Do you feel that they will be met? Have you felt that striking has led to real change? Yes. Um, So our first strike that we did in September of 2022, it was over hour cuts. Um, Like some of us had been working like 30 hours a week. And a lot of us had been reduced to 20 or less than that. And having fewer than 20 hours a week is a big issue for a lot of us, both in terms of how much money we make and because 20 hours a week is the threshold for eligibility for Starbucks benefits. So a lot of people were concerned that they were going to lose access to their health care because they just weren't being scheduled any hours. But after the strike, that did improve. What kinds of reactions have you gotten from customers and passersby when you do go on strike? I mean, we get mixed reactions from everyone. We do get people who still want to go into the store. Um, But in general, we've gotten a very positive response from striking. And we have a lot of regulars who, you know, see the work that we do every day and see how hard it has gotten with changes that the company has made recently, specifically with staffing, and they see that we are very often struggling, and they support us fighting back and trying to get better working conditions. So far, none of the newly unionized Starbucks locations have struck a deal with the company for a labor contract, and negotiations are ongoing. What would you like to see included in a contract? Some of the biggest things that we're fighting for are higher wages. As a union, we've kind of come to a basic idea of wanting a base um, $20 an hour across all Starbucks stores, and then that will be adjusted in different stores and regions just depending on cost of living in specific areas. And then we're also looking for protections in the workplace, like anti-harassment clauses in the contract and just further protections for a safer workplace. How has Starbucks Workers United approached negotiations with the company? What have negotiations been like the past few months? The vast majority of negotiations have lasted a very short time because Starbucks lawyers have walked out of many bargaining sessions in a matter of minutes. Um, which is what they did with the one bargaining session that our store has had. They've walked out. Yes. 
We did reach out to Starbucks to ask them how negotiations have been on their front. Um, They told us that despite good faith efforts to schedule first contract bargaining sessions for each of the nine represented stores in Missouri, Workers United has failed to respond to more than half of the sessions Starbucks has proposed to date. They included that Starbucks representatives have appeared in person and ready to begin negotiations for five stores in Missouri between November 1st and December 20th, 2022, but Workers United representatives refused to discuss proposals or bargain without without unilateral preconditions. Furthermore, Workers United has failed to respond to any sessions proposed in 2023. What's your reaction to that statement? I don't know where the refusal to discuss proposals claim is coming from because the union just like as a general movement has come up with a lot of core bargaining proposals that we have readily shared like they are available on social media so we are certainly prepared to talk about them in bargaining and they have been mentioned in bargaining sessions before. And those unilateral preconditions they mention, does what are those? Is that something you're familiar with, that, what you're asking for as you come to the table? I'm not sure what that's referring to. Okay. Last week, workers at the Gravois and Rock Hill Starbucks in Afton filed a petition with the National Labor Relations Board to unionize with Starbucks Workers United. What are your hopes, your advice for employees at that location as they try to join your bargaining unit? My advice would just be to stay strong and have faith that we are all there with you, um, fighting with you, to, and just hoping that you get to join this fight and you know, win your election to be able to get a contract with us. Since December 2021, more than 315 Starbucks stores in 38 states and the District of Columbia have successfully unionized. Alex, at at what point do you feel there will be a critical mass of unionized employees, stores that could compel the company to make some real changes? I think we are getting close to that point because there are just so many new stores filing all the time. Like I hear news of new stores filing to unionize or winning their elections on a weekly basis, including a new store that just filed yesterday in St. Louis, the Page and Ball location, um, and they announced they're going public with their filing at our strike rally yesterday, which is very exciting. So you're a busy person. You also work for Opera Theater St. Louis in addition to being a barista at Starbucks. What makes this organizing work worth it to you? For me, I think there is just like a bigger sense of confidence in myself that I have gained through organizing um, and There's just a sense of empowerment that I have in my workplace that I don't have to just stand there and accept poor treatment or deal with um, unsafe working conditions. And just knowing that we have the protection to like walk out on strike if something very unsafe or something illegal happens. That was Alex Barge, a barista at the Lindbergh and Clayton store in Ladue, in conversation with producer Emily Woodbury. 
This episode was produced and edited by Emily Woodbury, with audio engineering by executive producer Alex Hoyer, and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. St. Louis on the Air proudly supports local artists by using music from Life Creative Group. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.